It's your host, Marky, and I am, as always, so happy to have you back for another episode of Led by the Cosmos. This is a space where we take a peek at the lives of people who are taking charge of their destiny and following what lights them up. Today, we are joined by our cosmic guest, Trisha Brooks. This is such a fun, inspiring, lighthearted episode I know you are all going to love. But before we get into it, I want to share I still have a space for you on my next retreat. April 2nd to the 8th of this year, we are heading to Guatemala for one week of adventure, astrology, yoga, delicious food, and the opportunity to explore the local Guatemalan culture. Not to mention time to swim in the lake, relax, or hit the spa. Everyone is welcome. Come by yourself, bring a friend or a partner, and no experience is needed. If you are interested, go to my website, sukabymarky.com, for more details. And yes, payment plans are available. Last but not least, before you forget, can you help me grow this cosmic community by leaving a review or hitting follow? I cannot wait to share these incredible conversations with the world, and I can't do it without you. So, without further ado, let's welcome Trisha. Trisha is a health coach, a professional actor, and a comedian who is passionate about helping people create healthy lifestyles that embrace fun. She coaches people on how to make healthy choices that are sustainable and long-lasting, while also encouraging them to laugh their way through their journey. And like I said, these clients aren't the only people laughing around her. As a comedian, a professional actor, a cookbook author, Trisha is just a multi-talented spiritual human who I am so happy I had the pleasure to chat with. So please join me in welcoming Trisha to the podcast. Welcome, Trisha, to Led by the Cosmos. So very excited to have you here today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I am lovely. I'm just excited that uh, we're kind of at the end of 2022. I feel like it was a good year for me. And I know we were chatting a little bit before this. Sounds like you had kind of an expansive year too. And just excited to see what 2023 brings. Yes, absolutely. I'm feeling great vibes. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. So I would love to start by just asking you what lights you up. Ooh, what lights me up? Okay, so many things. But one of the things that really lights me up is, I know it sounds kind of nerdy, but health. (laughs) And that sounds very vague, but I love seeing people feel amazing. Like I just love seeing the, um, the expansive journey of committing to yourself and then seeing the joy really grow within that and just feeling good and having amazing energy, really having Mm -hmm. like high vibe energy. I love storytelling. So we're kind of going to talk about this later, but there's sort of two pillars of passion in my life. I like to say, um, and that is health coaching and food education and everything that goes along with that, like movement and energy healing and different things like that. And then also um, acting, writing, and storytelling, filmmaking, comedy. Mm-hmm. So those two are, are kind of vastly different, actually. Um, but they are things that light me up. I also, 
light me up. I love to travel too. That's just a side note. Like I am obsessed with traveling. (laughs) I love that. And we'll go into that too, but I totally see that in your chart, which is so interesting. And I guess I'll just share with everyone so they can know right from the get-go. So this is very special and, and unique situation here. When I was looking first at Trisha's chart, Trisha is a triple Capricorn or triple Taurus. So Taurus sun, Taurus moon and Taurus rising, which out of all of the charts I've looked at, I don't think I've ever seen this before, which is so interesting. And I know you said you've looked at your chart a little bit. So, you know, do you generally really vibe with the Taurus archetype? You know, okay. So first thing, everyone always, whenever they see my chart, they're like, no, there must be a mistake because yeah. They've ne- they're like, there's no way that you're a triple Taurus. So if you're a triple sign, like send me a message because not just a Taurus, but like triple anything, like I'd love to meet you. Um, and then secondly, I do resonate with Taurus a lot, but I don't feel that I'm as like stubborn as they always say mm. that Taurus Okay. Are. Uh, I think I'm stubborn in with myself, maybe with my own ambitions, but I'm okay. not, I'm, I'm really easygoing with other people and in situations. So I don't know if I really resonate with that a thousand percent. Yeah. So I think there's a complexity there maybe, you know? Yeah. And then, um, I don't really resonate with being lazy as they sometimes say the shadow side of the Taurus. But I imagine I have my days where I just want to relax and chill, but I actually don't see that as lazy. I see that as rejuvenating and like, you know, we absolutely need <laughs> you need that. You need that. Yeah. So I think that's totally from when I look at your chart. So you have actually because your rising is Taurus, you have your sun and moon in the first house. And so that means you have a lot of first house energy. Also, for everyone listening, she's a Mercury in Aries. So that's where I think you get this kind of like fiery, passionate, like willful, you know, the Taurus archetype can be known as being a little lazy, but I love, actually, I think this is the perfect way you described it. It's not lazy so much as they love like the sensual kind of pleasures of life of like relaxing and lounging and like, it's just this treat and they do it really well. And then at the same time, that Aries part of you, and because your sun and moon are in the first house, which is ruled by Aries, that means you have a lot of Aries energy. So when you're looking at things that are different archetypes of the zodiacs, I would take a peek at Aries information for yourself too, because Aries is the initiator. It's the first sign of the zodiac. So it's like kind of the warrior, they love to fight for love, fight for the underdog. They're much more passionate and willful and like go-getters. So I kind of see this interesting mix in you that sounds like you can, of course, tap into the Taurus archetype, but you sound very much Aries to me as well. Ooh, that's so interesting. I've never heard that before. So thank you. Yeah, of course. So um, with that being said, I'd love to get to know a little bit more about your background. And, you know, if you could share with us a a little bit about your life story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, okay. It's so funny when we ask that question. It's like, well, how long do we have? (laughs) Um, No, 
but I, I, a couple things stand out to what has created who I am today. And one of those things was when I was quite young, I was involved in synchronized swimming. And so I became a nationally competitive synchronized swimmer. Um, I did that for 10 years and it mm. created so much discipline within me at a very young age. So I started around seven and then I did it wow. all through my teen years and we would travel all around the United States. And there were a lot of times where, you know, I couldn't go to certain things because I was practicing and I don't know if anyone knows synchronized swimming. It's not just like Austin Powers, flower power. Like it's actually <laughs> like watch the Olympics. If you haven't, it's such an interesting sport. Um, it's a team sport. And so it builds this sense of discipline, collaboration. Um, it, it actually cultivated this massive interest within me to health and nutrition, because mm. I noticed as an athlete, what would directly impact me. And I also um, just started reading a bunch of different health and nutrition books at that age. And all of my friends would start coming to me and being like, Trisha, like blah, 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 blah. They would ask me for advice. And I just loved being like, well, you know what? Like, I heard that this and like, let's try it. And so I'm not saying give unsolicited advice at all, <laughs> but I will say that there was a lot of um, fun times where we kind of got to, like people would come to me asking me questions because they'd known that I had done a lot of stuff. So I sort of got to play with the concept of working with people and saying like, well, maybe this would work really well for your body, you know, just try it. Mm. So that was one thing. And that started quite young. And then I also felt this affinity for, um, I, some people are like this, but like, I feel like strangers would just tell me things randomly, like, um, mm. like would be very open. Like, I think I just, uh, I always want everyone to feel very supported. Like, I just want everyone to mm. feel like they can truly be their authentic self around me. And so I try and hold space for that. And I think that attracted, I don't know, a lot of different beautiful experiences with people. Like, I love that human connection. So that was one thing. Um, and that kind of was from doing synchronized swimming and, and just expanding on that. And then I also found my love for acting around the same time, actually. So totally started, different areas of life, which is so totally interesting. Different. Yeah. Like I, again, like two pillars of passion, right? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and the first time I walked into an acting rehearsal, I was also seven. So there's something about seven. Um, yeah. Oh, about that we age. will go into that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I, I was like, I love this so much. I feel so alive. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like, oh my I, gosh. I just had that deep knowing in my gut. Like, I'm supposed to be doing theater and acting and learning about what makes other people tick. And like, what is it like to be human for you? You know, mm. like different perspectives. And um, so both of those kind of happened around the same time. And as I went more in the, I always did acting. I always was in plays and that sort of thing at a young age, but I also was doing synchronized swimming. And sometimes this is kind of how 
my career is now too. Like sometimes synchronized swimming would take precedent and then acting Mm. would kind of be on the back burner. And so it's sort of this beautiful balance of the two. Um, So yeah, from a young age, I was doing both of those and very active in school. Uh, I had a really close, I had a boyfriend who passed away in high school. And when that happened, it was definitely a a poignant time, but I felt this massive, um, it was a spiritual awakening. Like I had always felt very open. That really informed this beautiful journey of wanting to learn more about my own personal growth. Like I Mm -hmm. wanting to go on a personal growth journey and become the best version of myself and live life to the fullest. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when we're younger, we're like, yeah, we're going to live forever. But then when something like that happens, when you're 16, you suddenly realize like, this life is so precious. And like, sometimes we're just here for a blimp, you know, and what do we really love? What do we really want to do with this beautiful wild life that we have? Mm. And so it really realigned. I was already pretty much in that alignment, but I was like, okay, let's go. Like, let's do this. Like, let's live life to the freaking fullest, you know? Um, so I, I was like all in, I was getting burnt out with synchronized swimming at this point, but I was still doing it. And I eventually stopped competing and was like, I'm going to go to school for acting and directing in film and theater because I know I can do this. I love it. And like, I'm, I have this strong pull. So then I went to school in San Francisco for that and learned so much. I mean, that's such an interesting point of our lives. And we'll go back to that later on, but like, I really learned so much about myself and so much about like my self-worth and like all these other things that I think we as women definitely um, experience a lot. So there was a lot of questioning of like, am I enough? Can I do this? Mm. Am I worthy of this? And a lot of like picking myself up and doing it anyways, like just go, go, go while also having an amazing time. Like I had the most amazing friends and all those things. So, you know, it's like all of the things can be happening at once because we are complex souls and beautiful, beautiful humans. Right. Um, and yeah. And then I, uh, I decided that I was going to do a backpacking tour through Europe. So I did that. And I worked in London cause I'm half English and like did all these other things. And then eventually found myself back in LA and uh, I'm a professional actor working in film and television, and that was amazing. But there was another part of me that was just like, it was kind of missing. And that was, again, the other pillar of health, the, the mm. other passion pillar that I had put on the back burner for too long. So then I was like, okay, we're going to do these together I again. And, um, and I have been doing my health coaching business ever since and been working the two together. And it's just, it's honestly, uh, made improved both because it, it really feels more like a full 
whole wheel rather than having a big piece missing. So we can go into that later, but yeah. (laughs) I love the way that you said that because I find, I found, especially over the past few years is I've also kind of put my pillars together of things that light me up. Like, I feel like the more I do that and the more I hone in on what is really uniquely special to me, the more it works. Like you wouldn't think these things might work together for you, right? Like the health and the acting, but it really creates this like special, unique community you can form of like people who really resonate with either one or both sides of you. And I feel like if more people were able to do that or had the push or support or courage to take that on, oh my gosh, I just think that like we all have space to be uniquely special like that. Um, So, which is why I just love when people are kind of following that intuition and like pursuing that call, that little gut instinct that they have. Yeah, totally. And I, I love, I love talking to people who are passionate about what they're doing because me too. it's just, there's such an energy there. And it's like, look, I, I don't mind, you know, whatever you're passionate about, that's amazing. Like if you're passionate about, you know, exactly. sewing, sewing, um, those things that go around trees and like that lights yes. you up. That is fascinating to me. It's like, it can be anything and it's uniquely based upon your loves and all the things like that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, to- I couldn't agree more. So I'd love to kind of break down a couple of a little astrology aspects of some things that you shared. So one, I wanted to go back to the seven number, which is super interesting to me. So when we look at a chart, there are certain, so you have your, your chart. And I like to tell people when I give a reading, like your birth chart is essentially a screenshot of the sky when you were born, right? So those planets do not move. They, they have a relationship to each other, their angles to each other. Those are kind of a consistent energy throughout your life. However, the planets are always moving and therefore always affecting us in different ways. So that's why some seasons you feel a certain way, some seasons you feel another way. So one transit I wanted to bring up that I haven't talked about a lot on this podcast, but is the cycle of Saturn. And so Saturn is what some people call is like the, I first heard it called like the old man of the Zodiac, who's kind of like wagging his finger at you and saying like, you need to be on the right path and kind of like this loving energy, but stern, right? So he's, disciplined and restructuring and making sure that you are doing what you are supposed to do. Well, it takes Saturn about 28 to 30 years to come all the way around back to where it was when you were born, which is what's called a Saturn return. And some people might've heard of that. However, what some people don't know is that every seven years, Saturn is making an aspect to where you were (laughs) when you were born. So what that means is around seven around 14 and around 21, you usually have some kind of major, maybe not super major life things or changes that happen in your life. So for you and for anyone listening, like if you think back to around those ages in your life, like they will affect your, (laughs) affect your life and you can kind of notice themes. So what I thought was really interesting for you now that I'm looking at your chart, Saturn sits in your 10th house, which relates to your public image, usually your career, um, your reputation, things like that, 
which I just love that your very first Saturn cycle was when you got into acting and the swimming and those things. So I'm curious, just off the top of your head, were there any dates like it could have been around 14 or 21 that anything else happened? So I definitely remember 21. 21 was a big year for me. Like I definitely felt like a lot of stuff shifted in the sense of like, I was traveling and then I was like, what Mm. is my purpose on this planet? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was really like, okay, like I've been traveling and like working random jobs, but what, let's get back to the purpose here. So I definitely had a moment when I was 21, 14 definitely felt like a coming of age. Like I was like, you know, cause you start, you start high school and like these different things are happening. And so I definitely felt like oh, I'm more of a woman now. Like, yeah, you know, like I, um, I have all these extracurricular activities, but I'm also owning more of my personality, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say too, is, um, when we look at something called your midheaven, uh, which also kind of represents career and things like that reputation, it's sitting, it was sitting next to, Neptune when you are born Neptune will have that effect on you it's Neptune is kind of Pisces quality so it's like dreamy and mystical and also like musical or artistic so I think those influences obviously affect your kind of career in that sense but also it can have that like hazy effect where you're like what is my purpose (laughs) right so that totally makes sense to me and add a little more into that for you, that's in sitting in Capricorn. And I love that you said you felt like from a young age, like you were kind of an old soul because Capricorns feel like that. So I can totally see that in you. And Capricorn energy is known for being mature and just ha- having this seriousness about them, even when they're younger. So especially with you sharing about the passing of your boyfriend at the time, like that, I feel like that was like that initiation into that Capricorn energy, you know, and just, you know, being able to process that and question and you combine all those elements and it, of course, I mean, who wouldn't just be questioning what's going on in their life, especially at that age. So thank you so much for sharing that. But I would then love to hear. So where you are now, like in your words, you talked about it a little bit, but what do you do now? And we have the two pillars and like, what do you call yourself when someone says, what do you do? <laughs> um, blanket statement. I'll say I'm a health coach and I work with food and mindset. Okay. Um, and I'm all around, I'm all about daily healthy habits that create sustained, healthy longevity, which sounds kind of vague, but really I work with young professionals, specifically women, and we work on keeping healthy, simple, but also fun because Mm -hmm. I think there's so much fun to be had about it. I had with it. Right. Um, but we get so in our head about, well, I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. And when we play the guilt game or the, I shouldn't game, we're actually less likely to follow through on doing the things long-term. So I'm all about long-term. I'm all about following the joy and like seeing how we can add that into our life um, rather than minusing it. 
So um, I really break it down with people and we have a lot of fun doing it. I work with, I work with clients one-on-one mostly. Um, I also have a recipe book out. uh, So I do a lot of like meal preparation ideas and we have a second one coming out in 2023. Amazing. Uh, That'll be great. It's on Amazon, which is fabulous. Um, and then there are some future plans, which is great, but yeah, so that is what I do on one end. And then I'm also a professional actor and comedian on the other. I love that. And when we were chatting before this a little bit, you mentioned how in your comedy and everything you do kind of relate it back to the health. Yeah. So I, uh, and I will continue to create more sets and that sort of thing, but my comedy is all about health. It's health comedy. And, uh, which I love, it's so much fun. I love it because people are like, what, what is that? And it's not for all crowds because, you know, sometimes you go to different areas of the world and they're like, what is she talking about? But (laughs) but like in California and LA, most people are like, oh yeah, I get exactly what she's talking about. And that's really funny. So, um, so yeah, I I bring that in as well. And part of interesting thing, just about being an artist, but Part of being an artist, I think, is really taking care of our energetic and Mm -hmm. our physical body, because especially with acting or also being an athlete, our body is our instrument. So it's so connected. Like when we have health, that is our platform for the rest of our life. So we can fulfill our dreams and and live Mm -hmm. out our most joyful life. Um, So that's one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about working with artists as well on their physical body you know absolutely yeah no I think that until you have a health scare or until maybe you have someone close in your family that has an issue with health you really like aren't awake to how important your health is and you know okay so I love that you speaking of the first house and you have you have your sun and moon there First house also relates to the body. So the physical body and identity is super important there when you have major planets there. So that is spot on for you. And I'm loving how this is all pulling together in your life. The other part I wanted to say is you have what we call a stellium, which if anyone's been listening to this podcast, you might've heard me chat about this. It means that there's a cluster of planets in a certain house of your chart. That's in the ninth house, which two things that we can get into. One relates to world culture, religion, spirituality, and publishing, which is so interesting. And that's part of, you know, your midheaven is there, which is career. So you writing and publishing, spot on. <laughs> you being, a you know, traveling and loving to travel, that's perfect for you. <laughs> the first house being about the body is exactly there. And like, it's just, oh, it's just so interesting to see how this is all coming together in your life because it could manifest in so many different ways, which I just love to see how it shows up. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's so it's so fascinating. Like, I didn't know a lot of this stuff, so I'm taking notes. <laughs> like, wow, that's so interesting that that's how, I mean, it's all playing out, right? Our charts Absolutely. Play yeah. And the other thing too, I don't know if you knew this, but um, when you look at the Taurus archetype and, you know, for anyone who's tuning in, if you have any Taurus people in your life, Taurus is ruled by the five senses. So you might've heard this before, especially being a triple Taurus, you know, food is huge for Taurus. 
even from when they're little, like usually when you're tourist little one, like textures and trying foods, like that could be either a really picky eater or somebody who's just open to whatever, but like the comfort of food is really vital to them. And just every, like anything else that's like sensual, like things that feel good, things that taste good, things that look good. But what's interesting, if you think about food and Taurus is that Taurus also relates to the vocal cords. And I just love that you are a storyteller and an actress and all of those things, because I feel like that's a, you you know, people may not see Taurus as that, but that's a unique way that you're expressing that energy. Wow. That's so interesting. And, you know, um, not so much now, but when I was younger and I wasn't fully expressing myself, I would feel this kind of croak <gasps> in my throat. Wow. Like that was like, if I ever was like pushing myself too much or not fully expressing myself, I would feel this thing in my throat chakra. So it's interesting about oh my vocal gosh, cords. Very. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's so cool because it just shows how interconnected all of this is. And I love, you know, because I feel like once you get into one thing in that realm, whether it's chakras or astrology or yoga or meditation, you start realizing, oh, all of these pieces connect and there's something that ties everything together. And I feel like that's, you know, you mentioned you kind of had that like awakening feeling. And I feel like once you have that, you cannot shut it off. You just realize how everything is interlinked. Totally. And just taking, segueing that to health a little bit, like our emotions yes. and everything are so connected to our, our health and physical body. So all of that is completely connected as well. So we're all just really connected. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I really couldn't agree more. And, you know, speaking of like what you do now, so you work with people, do you typically do just like one-on-one or how does your work play out for you? Yeah. So right now it's mostly one-on-one. Um, in 2023, I'll be doing group, which will be great. I'm super excited for that as well. And majority, most of the time I work with women, I've worked with a few men, but uh, I tend to attract more women tending to be young professional women who are extremely busy and mm. want to have, want to have health, but are just like, oh my gosh, what am I, where do I even start? I don't have time to meal prep. Like I don't have time. I don't even want to meal prep. Right. I don't right. have time to exercise, like all these different things. So, um, our basis is really like my basis working with them tends to be, okay, let's get in these teeny tiny daily habits that you're kind of already doing. And then we'll just stack habits, which basically yes. means you probably already know this, but just for your listeners, um, stacking habits can be really helpful because Basically, it means that we have a habit that we already do every day, and then you put something else that you want to mm. start doing on top of it. So for one of one of the things that one of my clients did recently, which I thought was brilliant, and I'm like, I gave her this idea, and she's like, it's been working for me. So <laughs> every time she brushes her teeth, now I wouldn't recommend doing this if you think you're you might choke, but <laughs> every time she brushes her teeth, she'll like do, um, oh my gosh, what is, the, what is that called? She'll do squats. Oh, just how she's brushing your teeth. And she's like, it's kind of fun. And I'm just like moving my legs and like, yeah, enjoying those two being together. 
but it can be anything. And now she's finding like, okay, she did 20 squats, 20 squats while she's brushing her teeth. She's now like wants to do more. So then she started doing like a couple push-ups after before going to bed, you know? So that's huge. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this massive, like, I am going to be committed to two hours of weight training, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. We're about like, you know, you can do these teeny tiny things that actually really can impact our lives in a big way. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one example. I also work with people if they're trying to um, go more towards a plant powered uh, nutrition, more towards like getting, which basically means getting more nutrient dense plants in Mm. their, um, in their diet and really kind of going from a transition of what we call a sad American diet, which is like lots of potatoes, lots of cream, lots of red meat to a healthier, healthier options, basically. So I work with a lot of people on that too. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of emotions around food too. So we might do a little work on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree with all of that. I I know that food and emotions are just so closely linked for so many people, whether it be you're overwhelmed and you can't eat or you're overwhelmed and you want to eat more. And, you know, we just interlink that. But I think that's such important work that you're doing and just helping, especially for the people that are busy and not taking care of themselves. Because like we said, your your health is your most important thing that you have. And just to be able to, you know, remind people and help people like bring that into their life. I just, I love that. And I love the habit stacking. I want to get better at that too, because, you know, I wanted to, for a while I was, when I was brushing my teeth, I would either like say affirmations in my head or just like think of all the things I was grateful for. And for anyone listening, if you want to try that, like, it's so simple. Like we, we sometimes forget like how the most simple things can make such a big difference. It's crazy. Totally. And I imagine when you were doing those affirmations, like it's, you know, you're already brushing your teeth. So having a few thoughts while you're brushing your teeth and making them really like positive and energizing Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. elevates your vibration. And it probably was maybe a couple minutes, but wow, you know, it can really make a big impact. True. Truly. It's it, all it takes is a few extra minutes and your mindset, your mindset the way that you carry yourself that day, like it's just a ripple effect, you know, like you just feel a little bit better. You're treating the people around you a little bit better. They had a good interaction and so on and so forth, which just goes to show like the more that you care for yourself and the more that you take care of yourself and your own health, like people think, I think people sometimes can get a little cynical and think like, I can't do much. Like, you know, I'm not going to, how can I change the world? That seems so overwhelming. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is focus on yourself. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. And you never know, honestly, you never know how much you're impacting people. I Mm. think I tell this to people all the time. When you walk into a room, you immediately impact the room. And Mm -hmm. there are people, like my mom was talking about this the other day. She had this amazing conversation with this man on an airplane. Now they were sitting next to each other. So they had a long time. 
she still is talking about that conversation. And she had that flight maybe six months ago. Wow. They do not communicate after that or anything like that, but she still will talk about that conversation because she felt it was really, he was super present with her mind, you know, mind blowing and gave her some really interesting information. So even a smile, like even Mm -hmm. like some kindness, you have no idea how far that goes for certain people, you know? So yeah, I, I absolutely no, I, I agree with what you're more. saying. Yeah, no, I I love that. I love that so much. And oh yeah, if we can just all embrace that a little more, I think we'd have a better world. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So what I'm curious, like what it you you kind of alluded to this a little bit. I know you have some projects and maybe they're a little bit secret for the next year, but in general, what are your next big kind of goals and even little goals too? Whatever it is, doesn't have to be anything crazy, but what are you trying to focus on in the near term? Yeah. So, okay. I already mentioned this, but our recipe book for it's clean desserts. So it's really fun. (gasps) Ooh. Okay. Love. I have so many people who are always asking me about like, okay, I really want to make desserts with this same taste, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to use like cane sugar or that sort of thing. So that's coming out really soon. We're actually probably going to be done mid-January. So I think it's going to come out sooner than I think. So that's amazing. So that's one. Um, the other one is there will be digital courses. So I'm working on a digital course right now as far as health goes. And then, like I mentioned, uh, group coaching. And the group coaching will also have one-on-one um, coaching aspects to it too, which will be amazing. Um, and then there's something secret, which I'll just... I'll leave that there. Um, (laughs) It's still getting some seeds planted to come together, but it's along the lines of cultivating a larger health platform for people, a larger health community for people to come to. And then on the other realm, yeah, I'm really excited. On the other realm, um, I've been writing, I've been dabbling for a while in writing Uh, a pilot and a feature film specifically comedy and I love rom-coms and I love like the um you know like the like 10 things I hate about you and uh like kind of more that era rom-com so I am almost done with the first draft of that and my big goal in that sort of in the acting realm will be to get a a final draft for that and uh, start working on pre-production for it. So I'm excited. Huge. It's huge. Sounds like the next couple of years will be amazing for you. And I wish you a ton of luck in all of that. And, you know, I just have to say again, that ninth house is so spot on because the writing and publishing is there. Also, one more thing I want to share with you, you have a little bit going on in the third house, which is Gemini. And that's also communication and exchanging information and ideas and being sociable and witty. And so I just love that you're like doing the pilot and writing and, and, you know, comedy in that sense. And I just have to say it's sitting in your house in your third house, but it's real like it, it has cancer right there. Right. So that's where I feel like that love and that romance and that intimacy come in. So it's super fun combination of there that you might not have even been aware of, but totally written in the stars for you. Wow. That's so funny. I love it. I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, rom-coms, I, think... I love rom-coms. 
like telling everyone. I think like, you're on the right path. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would love to hear, you know, we've heard about, you know, your story now, but if you were looking back at your younger self, what would you tell her? And what, whatever it is that comes to mind, like, what do you think would be helpful for her to know at this point? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. Okay. So a couple things, but the first thing I would say is don't worry about being cool. Mm. Embrace more of you. And that is extremely cool. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Just owning your authentic self, kind of putting your blinders on and being like, okay, does this feel right to me? Mm. Does this set my soul on fire? And also kind of asking the question, like, when do I feel most alive? Am I doing that? Like when, Mm. when in my life am I feeling most joyful and most alive? And am I following that? I would also say, I just think we all need to hear this. And this is such a, a big conversation right now. And it's becoming very kind of trendy, but it's so true. It's like, we are worthy because we are worthy because we are worthy because we Mm. are like, don't worry about it. Like you are you and I, we're all so worthy of our biggest dreams. A, because they're in our head. Like I truly agree with the fact that we wouldn't be given them if we couldn't actually uh, follow through with them. But also because we just, just for being here, we are worthy and it's all possible and there's no need to doubt. We're going to doubt. (laughs) But it's really us against us when it comes Mm. to our dreams, you know? Um, So I would would just say that again. And I think the worthiness aspect has taken me a long time to realize. Mm -hmm. Like even once in a while, little things will come up and I'm like, ooh, that's a little old like feeling of like a little old feeling of doubt, a little feeling of like, can I do this? Um, we so can, we so can, it's, it's all up here. It's all Mm -hmm. in our head and we so can do it. So, um, I think I would say those few things to my younger self for sure. Potent. Those are, those are good. (laughs) Those are so good. And I think that not only little Trisha, but everyone, everyone around the world, could use to hear those words and they are just simple but powerful so thank you for that thank you for sharing that with everyone and you know if people want to get in touch with you follow along for your upcoming projects get your book where can people get in touch with you yeah so I have um I have TikTok and Instagram. I also have a Facebook. I'm not as active on Facebook. I would say Instagram is probably the best place to find me. And it is Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A, Brooks Health on Instagram. And uh, I have all my links there. My recipe book is on Amazon and it's uh, the title is called Your Food is Ready. Mm. And more things to come in that space. So I would love to hear from you. I love meeting people. DM me. Tell me about your favorite, the thing that sets your soul on fire most Ooh, or like, yes. yeah, 
<laughs> Amazing. And I'll make sure that to put all of that and the links for ways they can get in touch with you in the show notes. And I just have to thank you. This has been so much fun. I, I love talking to, I have to say, I got to love talking to people with Mercury and a fire sign because it's always kind of passionate and fun and lively. Um, so I just, I really appreciate you one, you know, sharing so openly and vulnerably about your story and your advice to yourself and two, like letting me look at your chart. Um, I tell this to everyone, but looking at a birth chart, I feel is, you know, such a unique personal experience. And I feel like I can really get a glimpse into someone's life. And so I appreciate you trusting me to do that. And, you know, letting us kind of share your life and how it's been led by the cosmos with the world. Wow, this has been so cool. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely.